0: The Rad Podcast. The, the Rad Podcast. The Rad Broadcast. All right, we're back to it. Another episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon. I'm producer Amanda. And you're listening to the Rad Podcast. And uh, we have a special guest here today. Um, you won't hear from him much. You <laughs> might hear some chomping and maybe some groaning, but my dog, Walter. The training Walker Coonhound is here today with us for the recording. Um, yeah, he, he normally is going to the dog park at this time because this is we normally record these things after the show. Um, so at this time we're like at the dog park and he's really excited because he gets to poop. Yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't like to poop at home. He only likes to poop at the dog park, which is nice because <laughs> that l- that is nice <laughs> less for me to clean up. But <clears throat> you know when it when the weather is not so good, we like to. Just stay at home and not take him to the dog park because it'll get all muddy and blah, blah, ba. Um, so rarely does he actually poop at our house, but every single that's day so crazy. we take him to the dog park in the morning and uh, that's where he does his business. But you have to wait, you have to wait with the rest of us.
1: I'm surprised he didn't. He normally wakes up around nine and does his little stretch and walk around,
0: yeah. So, um that didn't happen because he's a little more tired than usual, and I'll tell you why. It's because last week was moving week. Yes. Um, so we, he he's a very anxious dog. He, we To give a little backstory, if you don't know how I got Walter the treeing walker coonhound, he's now five, um, got him about two years ago, and he was dumped off at a dog park. Long story short, the previous owners couldn't handle him. And because I talked about him on the radio, I was able to to track down his original owners and kind of get the scoop on his uh, story and figure out, like, where where he's been prior to us. So um, after he left the breeder, he went to a different home, and they had actually had to move, like, right when they got him. So not only is he a uh, high-maintenance dog because he's a working dog, so he needs to be tired— tired out mm-hmm. and and worked so he he's not really bred to work I mean he's he's a working breed but he's he wasn't used for hunting which is normally what they're used for oh, I see. so he's already kind of a gun shy dog and he's already a little skittish add in the fact that he's got separation anxiety from being left in a house for too long and mm-hmm. and and the family like moving around and not having any stability for him he's Aww. just he's kind of got this PTSD whenever we have to do these like moving situations mm-hmm. and fortunately this will be the only one in a while hopefully fingers crossed we don't get hit with the another 60 day notice in the next couple of months oh my goodness <laughs> but um yeah he he was super anxious when we moved he Aww. He would. He was pacing. He was kind of crying. And in the, the first day that we were actually at the new place, we woke up in the morning and he walked up to us while we were kind of getting ready, and he was shaking visibly, and which is totally out, out of out abnormal for him because yeah. he's he's normally a pretty well behaved, calm tempered dog. Yeah, he's super
1: chill <clears throat> all the time. But
0: when he's anxious, his it, like whole body. Yeah shakes he he pants and he gets this like really big grin on his face and he was starting to kind of shake a little more than normal and i thought are you okay buddy you need mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom and sure enough let him outside and he was vomiting and uh diarrheaing all oh, over the goodness. backyard fortunately it was just a couple of times and after he just kind of initially i think it's like that anxiety yeah. sick that you get you know mm-hmm. sometimes you'll just be so worked up and all of a sudden bah! and then he feels better um but that was a week ago so yeah. he seems to be doing better we we had a shit in the crate incident over oh, the weekend no. which was pretty awful those are always that was normal. completely my fault though because we didn't do his normal routine where we get up we go to the dog park or i walk him or i let him out and i always make sure that he poops yeah because he's done this a couple times before where he's actually shit in his own crate and it's a mess like he, oh, he walks yeah. all it's in horrible. it it's horrible it's terrible and i feel awful because it's my fault for not making sure or taking the time to make sure that he goes and does his business right. so you know it, 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 it can't be good for the dog's psyche to be sitting around in his own shit yeah in uh in a cage um so you know when we got home we had to be super gentle with him not get mad there's no it's totally Irresponsible to be angry at your dog for th- not doing your job and being a good dog owner and, and right. making sure that he's taking care of his business. But it was all, it was that element with leaving him in a different room and a different house in the crate while we were gone for probably two to three hours. Which you know I, I kind of had a bad feeling. Yeah. While we were gone, I thought, Sh- shit, we're gonna wake up, we're gonna walk into some shit. Yeah. And sure enough, we did. But that was the last time. I think it was like midweek last weekend. He's been doing a lot better. We put him in his crate. We got some uh, over-the-counter, like, relaxing supplements that we're using, Mm -hmm. and and hopefully it works. I I really don't want to put him on Xanax or anything like that because that's that's just bad, bad for the dogs.
1: So have you heard of those, like, thunder vests for dogs?
0: Yeah, it's the thunder shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I actually looked into that because of... The weighted blanket that oh yeah, the wife yeah. Very and I got. Similar. it's very similar it, yeah. it's that anti-anxiety weighted uh shirt that dogs can wear it's basically like a jacket or like the poncho that you've seen him wear right uh, but it has some weight to it and we're absolutely going to try that yeah uh, we're going to give a couple more days with this natural herbal supplement mm-hmm. um there's some cbd stuff like the, at the at the dispensaries that I could try too. Yeah,
1: that are like the veterinary grade or whatever. Yeah,
0: uh, I might try those too. But I'm, I'm gonna. This is this is new for me because we we had such a good routine and he never really f- like freaked out this bad before. Yeah. And it's only a week in at this recording time, so it's just uh, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Dogs are dogs are crazy. Dang. So, uh, but it, today, like he. The reason why he didn't stir at the normal time that he normally does like an hour before the end of the show is because he's just so dog tired, yeah, and uh he's he's been sleeping really well when he does sleep, but because when he's at home he's kind of stir crazy yeah know? so we're we're working on that we're we're walking him more getting him more tired and are the cats doing good with the move <laughs> the, no problems <laughs> no problems with the cats' like we we had one cat. One of the five that—it's five, ridiculous. Five. It's too many. Uh, I don't wish this on anybody. No, <laughs> nobody needs to live with this. Like it it's so stressful sometimes. Like because all you want to do is just walk into the house and relax, uh-huh. but you've got cats running and jumping everywhere, and you got to make sure the cats don't run outside. You gotta, you know, there's one demon cat that likes to knock everything off of the counters. <laughs> Especially bongs. Like I just, I just lost a seventy-five dollar bong over the oh, weekend no. because this this demon cat knocked it over. Like I, I had to throw it in the gar- I, there There's no saving it. There's no saving these glass pieces. I don't know why I, I spend nearly a hundred dollars on these things. <laughs> oh my goodness! When I know they're just gonna break. Yeah. God, just just smoke a joint from now on. That's all I gotta do. But. um yeah, the cats have been great. There was one cat that had a uh like kind of like a uh bladder infection, but it was like not not yet an infection. Fortunately, we caught it before it got worse, but um the reason why we found that out was we we were we were packing way ahead of time. So, right. boxes were everywhere. The house was disheveled for weeks prior to our moving because we wanted to be able to just pull the truck up, load it up and and leave. And that's ultimately what we did, but because Cats and animals are creature... They they need to have their creature comforts and everything needs to be normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill. When things get, uh, you know, barely moved around, when things get in boxes, this one cat just habitually gets these types of inflammations and oh. has these health Wait. issues. And it's already one cat that likes to, that gets ganged up on by all the other cats. Cause it's kind of special. Like, it was, it was oh, a bottle no. baby cat. So it's kind of like, I don't know why I'm going on about this, but that, that, other than that, like the, the cats, no issues with the cats, no issues whatsoever. And Lucy, the, the 11 year old half blind back problem dog is just happy as can be. Oh, I and I, I think that, uh, the ha- the cats actually like this house better because there's a lot more natural light and there's a- the all floors are laminate, so we got mm-hmm. rid of carpet finally. I fucking hate carpet. Yeah. And uh the cats like to slide on the on the, the floors from the hallways, you know, in between bedrooms. Like they- they're having a ball. Oh, you know, that's awesome. They absolutely love it. So fortunately it, it all it'll all work out with Walter, but you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to learn and work on it together.
1: Yeah, so speaking about animal routines, I am trying to change my routine with, not with Frida, because Frida will just, she just tries to eat Gertie, my my little cat. But I was trying to this weekend. Like
0: aggressively? Like is Frida aggressive with the cat? No,
1: it's just that she wants to chase and play. Right. And the cat thinks it's gonna die yeah so it just creates this whole thing It's
0: different when puppies play with other puppies yeah. you know, a puppy trying to play like a puppy with a cat that's yeah. not having it
1: yeah. no and gertie was a stray on the street so who knows what the fuck happened to her but she is definitely really really afraid of cats i mean she's afraid well she's kind of afraid of cats she's really aggressive with other cats <laughs> and then um she's scared to death of dogs so, but I was thinking that, you know, Ozzy is the small little pug, so maybe...
0: Frida's the... Pitbull. Pitbull? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so Ozzy's the little pug, and I thought maybe because he's little, he, she wouldn't be so threatened by him. He was scared to fucking death of her. I, so I tried to introduce them, and it did not go well. She scratched the shit out of me, including my nipple off, like... Sh- just hooked me. And then Ooh. she got me. She so just you got a, a all nipple piercing the from the cat. Huh? Yeah, all over the place. So Damn. that did not go well. But she didn't freak out as bad as she does when Frida's around. So I'm thinking maybe there's like a little glimmer of hope. Hmm.
0: Um, Have so. you tried doing that thing where you keep them in separate rooms so they can kind of get used to each other's smell? Is it like too late at this point? Or- um.
1: Yeah, Gertie is just—she's just really, really, like, super, super afraid. But for the most part, the dogs are downstairs, and she's upstairs,
0: you know? And she, she plots it that way so that she can be away from the dogs. Yeah, so.
1: and then when—after um, she beat me up, she just went under the bed, and Ozzy was just happy as a pig and shit, mm-hmm. care, you know?
0: Yeah, some cats, there's just no getting around it. Some cats are just so— dead set in their ways that you just can't fix them when yeah. there's nothing really, really wrong with them it's just cats are different than dogs in that sense because once you get a cat into its own creature comforts it's if it, that's it you're done you there's just no oh hey how about we do something a little different over here yeah but some cats you can but for the most part I, I in my experience once they get set in their ways then they that's it you're done
1: and she was about two i think when we rescued because she's a, a shelter cat mm-hmm. and they said that she was just a stray, mm-hmm. um, which is so sad because she's so beautiful and so nice. Um, but
0: was well, she was she a feral cat or was she found stray because she was with somebody who just let, let her out?
1: I, yeah, she okay. was found stray. Some She ended up having kittens in somebody's garage and that's how they found her. But she had just been, hmm. you know, willy nilly.
0: I'm if she was a feral
1: cat possibly because
0: she was impregnated out on the streets she was probably young Mm -hmm. and so she was probably feral and then she found shelter in somebody's house and that's how she became a house cat
1: yeah but just by knowing her she is so sweet actually christina had came over and she um to my house and she was helping me do some cleaning and just having like girl talk you know and um she doesn't like cats but gertie loved her and she, and like laid on her back and just wanted to be around her mm. and so you would never if she i totally agree that she probably was feral but you'd never know it now and that's how people have taken her because she's so friendly she just moves into other people's houses yeah um uh, but now just I, normal for her yeah so but now i'm i'm not, she's strictly indoor cat and she seems to be fine with it. Oh, yeah. She, other, gets,
0: she has a room and board for free.
1: Yeah, but our our other cat, Blackberry, she was, when she was a little guy, she was kind of like a mouser when we had property. And uh she, when we moved to Tahoe Park, I tried to make her a indoor cat and she fucking, she did not have it. And I, I, I was telling, I, I think I was telling Mrs. Brando that I had had her out well she's outside and i tried to bring her in because she was just sitting in the fucking rain like she there's a million places she can go around the house to get cover like i have a you know a cover over the walkway she could go under there's like a big tree there's all these different areas that she could go she could go under my car for god's sakes She's just sitting out in the fucking rain. So I felt bad for her. It's
0: weird for a cat. Yeah. I don't like to be wet. Yeah,
1: it's, it's she just does not give a shit. And so I took her inside and wiped her all down and you know, made her a bed in this little chair and as soon as I opened the door to go to work, she bolted. She did not want to be inside. <laughs> and it's not like it, she's not afraid of dogs. She's she's lived around dogs, so it wasn't like she was running cuz she was scared. She just did not want to be inside
0: i mean she just found a, be- a better house like <laughs> n- nicer stuff more comfortable couch
1: you know, I-, I see it but she's not one to disappear for days she sleeps under this bush in mm-hmm. our front yard like our front yard does not have very like much cover of um trees there's just these little shrubs mm-hmm. and she sleeps under the shrub or she- she's just a Dying.
0: yeah at our old house that this will be the last we're talking about cats and then we'll move on but <laughs> um, Corner. the the last place we had the cats want preferred to be outside and i think a lot of that had to do with the energy in the house mm-hmm. like it had so many souls living in it for a such a short period of time that it, i just i felt good to get out of there because i felt there was just so much baggage yeah. along with it along with the house not just not negative just just baggage that yeah. i didn't want anymore you know yeah. uh because when when everybody moved into this last house that i was in uh there was a roommate situation with just three dudes and we were in like pivotal moments of our lives like mm-hmm. i was getting over issues my my buddy that got me in the house was getting over issues another buddy of ours was getting over issues like there's just issues and yeah it just kind of lingered in there and not on top of that, the lighting in the house was there was nearly zero natural lighting, and I think mm-hmm. animals gravitate more towards the sun. Oh yeah. Um. So when we would get home from work, we we would just let the cats out just because they wanted to be outside under the mm-hmm. under the bush right in the front yard, yeah. just to be outside. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of that has to do with certain cats just like just like being outdoors. Yeah. So that maybe that's just that cat.
1: Yeah, maybe. Alright,
0: that's oh. enough that's enough kitty corner. For now. <laughs>
1: enough kitty corner.
0: Let's do a sobriety check. How many days are you at now of this recording?
1: I am at fifty seven. That's days. fantastic.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, How do you feel?
1: Been, I feel really good. I, I, I definitely feel really good. Um my sleeping's better. Um I don't feel so like foggy you know i feel mm-hmm. more clear isn't um, it
0: nice to kind of be able to jump out of bed clear-headed yeah yeah i i once once that started kicking in i was, i really enjoyed that I, I liked being able to even if i you know you still get the fog from waking up and stuff, from yeah. the fatigue or whatever but like just to be able to get up out of bed and not have not have to think about the pain or the fog yeah, in your mind yeah. like just to be able to just start the day I don't know there's little yeah. little things like
1: that Yeah absolutely so I definitely feel good but I am still I still battle with the goddamn fucking champagne cravings mm-hmm. um but I am I started drinking kombucha which is what I asked you earlier today You're Such a hipster
0: <laughs> No, it's it, such a hipster drink. Come on, admit it. Admit well, it.
1: Maybe, maybe my trainer drinks it, so um, I mm. thought I would try it.
0: Trainer's hipster too.
1: No, no. Um, I thought I would try it, and I really it. The ginger aid one is very similar to the ginger beer that I was drinking to get over mm-hmm. drinking beer. Quiet. <laughs> um, but it has a lot less sugar, so. That's why I'm drinking the gingerade one. Okay. But I read on the thing that it said that it has, like, natural alcohol or whatever. And I yeah. was like, oh, <clears throat> I don't feel drunk.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's enough for it to even qualify. I think you would have to drink a ton of kombucha just to start to feel a buzz. Yeah. It's one of those things, it's like, because it's fermented and because there's all those natural properties in it, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it counts as, like, an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, so... I think I, I do. They card you no. when you buy it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I got carded once when I bought it. Oh, back when I made the a, a terrible decision to try it. It just. It, I think I I got carded when I bought it. I don't remember.
1: Why was it a terrible decision? Because it's
0: awful. Kombucha is disgusting. Uh, do you actually one, enjoy the flavor,
1: uh, dude? The one that I have is super good. Uh, <laughs> it's I've like never. I, beer. I,
0: I I've never had a kombucha that tasted good. Right.
1: Yeah, they're they've I wonder all which been awful. You're drinking because this one enough to is... be
0: like I'm done. There's no <laughs> There's no kombucha on this earth that's gonna make me think that this is delicious. No,
1: this I'll... one is super good. And then I had a, a hibiscus ginger one that was super good. I like the ginger ones, and I think okay. it's because it reminds me of the ginger beer, but so much less sugar. It, I feel. It's like it's better for me. It's definitely
0: a healthy drink. Like there's the, the properties in kombucha are really good for you. I'll mm-hmm. I'll grant you that. But I'm not going to go to a a a vegan market to go buy this garbage when <laughs> I could just go to the bottom of my garbage can tear a hole in the bottom of the garbage bag, pour that liquid juice into a <laughs> no, cup and drink that because it tastes the exact same.
1: Now I want to go grab my no, kombucha. I'm not going to try it. it. No, it's I'm not going to so try it.
0: Good. It's disgusting. Okay. I can already tell you right now. I'm not going to like it.
1: Well, anyway, but I've been having a hard time with, oh, I I love champagne yeah. and I've been wanting that. So this sparkling kombucha is kind of, giving me the ginger beer taste, but then also kind of giving me that sparkly too. So that's helped. And then uh, obviously I drink just the sparkling water too. Um, but yeah, the champagne thing. Oh, but a, a listener sent me a picture on my Instagrams about this brand of now it says alcohol removed, whatever it, um, a sparkling brute. so it's supposed to be like you know the alcohol has been.
0: Cojules, made. but but the sparkling wine version.
1: Yeah, so mm. I, it's uh, the brand is F R E. I'm and I'm curious to try. Fre- it. Fre-, fre-, <laughs> fre. Um, yeah, I'm curious to try it though because that. But then I don't know. Should I be like delving into all these non-alcoholic no, things? I mean,
0: it's. I think it's up to you. It's not. It's not like a gateway type of thing yeah. i think if you're gonna drink you're gonna drink um i've had oduels a, a, on a couple of occasions i actually bought a six-pack and i thought that was the, the stupidest decision i ever made because i i enjoy the taste of beer mm-hmm. but I, I when i when i had it it tricked my mind for maybe 30 seconds to feel like i had a buzz oh yeah and i'm not going for it for the buzz yeah. i i don't want it you know i i mean you know, I kind of want it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not craving the booze for that. I was getting the Odules because I wanted that taste of beer, mm-hmm. and I think it was still in like the hotter months, and I just wanted to to wash it down, just some food with it or something. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I drank the entire six pack over the course of two days, mm-hmm. and I felt like this big gut bomb. And, oh. and I like when you have really bad beer, like like yeah. Miller Lite, for example. Yeah. Or any Miller product, really. Uh, it just make, makes me f- physically ill.
1: Or my favorite one, Pabst.
0: Yeah, that one made me physically ill yeah. after a while. I think that was more because I drank too much of it than because yeah. it was so cheap. Oh, um, what's the
1: worst beer that you've ever had? It is
0: the worst beer. That is the that worst one? beer. Pabst or uh, Miller Light. So, see, Miller Light gives me a gets me physically ill with just the the smell. Yeah, it's well, awful.
1: I grew. I feel like I, I grew up like the Pabst was the first beer that like we could put our money together
0: as. Yeah, it young was super. It still costs the same amount as yeah. it did probably back in the eighties.
1: Yeah, so I that you know I just developed a taste for it, so I still like it. Um, but my brother, the hobo, he had the worst beer all the time. He had. Uh, Still reserved two eleven.
0: Oh, well that, that that right there though is when you want to get the job done and you're on a budget like a hobo. Yeah. That that shit is powerful. And
1: then the and other disgusting. one. Yes, it is disgusting. Like mad dog. The the worst of all though, the worst of all, I think, is fucking natty ice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we you know, and beer pong was really getting up there in popularity obviously naughty ice was the go-to because it was so, so cheap, cheap for 36 pack or whatever oh. and uh yeah i that would be the only reason i would drink it was if it was in those beer pong cups for that game because <laughs> yeah. you couldn't pay why? me you couldn't pay me to drink it why? it's dis- it's disgusting oh and then when you
1: accidentally drink one that somebody put their cigarette in yeah oh. i never had that happen to
0: me fortunately but- you did oh, oh yeah
1: <laughs> the worst
0: at least it tastes a little bit better because of the cigarette right
1: <laughs> like... yeah pretty much
0: so you're, you're you're doing the kombucha thing you're on top of that or are you making any other health choices um, yeah you're...
1: so i've been trying to eat less processed food um
0: that's good how's that going
1: a bit, I'm just in the beginning stages yeah. of it, and it's just baby steps. I'm trying not to— It's all to, about discipline. Yeah, I try not to beat myself up, you know, if I have some, something, you know. Yeah. Um, what,
0: did what, we what do you what do you treat yourself to if you're going to splurge well, now not, that you're <laughs> not doing processed foods?
1: They're not um, White Castle cheeseburgers, but they're the— Market one, whatever the fucking... Like
0: the little frozen burgers? Yeah. Like the little probably two-inch by two-inch burgers? Yeah,
1: and uh Target has their off-brand. Market uh,
0: Pantry? Yeah, kind. Market
1: Pantry, yes, that's it. And so...
0: I'm going to get those. Yeah, that, there's, there's a couple of uh, frozen delights the, <laughs> you
1: like just can't get rid of. trashy ones. Yeah. Like, I really love a fucking bean and cheese burrito, you know, that they come in that whatever 12-pack yeah. or whatever yeah, they are. I used to
0: live off those working here
1: <laughs> okay. yeah, those, every morning. Those with uh, some sriracha on it, fuck, mm. yeah, I love it. So those are things that I crave every once in a while or... um the buffalo chicken nuggets or whatever that you can get in the big bag, the frozen bag.
0: <laughs> you and the frozen foods. <laughs>
1: yeah. I love a frozen food.
0: So this must be tough then. Like what are you what are you substituting now for your healthier choices?
1: So I got um I got a bunch of salad stuff. Um I went to the sack food co op and got, because it's like literally right by my trainer. Oh, that's good. So
0: that- makes it convenient.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, okay, it's um, not
0: cheap there. My my grandpa used to live right around the corner of that old location. Uh-huh. And he shopped there every day every day practically. He just needs something for dinner or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's retired, so he doesn't, you know, he's got money to blow. <laughs> um, but that place is not fucking cheap.
1: It's not cheap, but it, I'm not going there and doing all of my shopping. No, that's good. Um, I'm just getting like my organic fruits and vegetables and then um they have the kombucha, and then they also have um this blue cheese that I really like. It's raw it's raw sheep's cheese, but it's blue, blue, blue style, yeah, 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 and so that's really good and then I do like for a quick lunch here or whatever I'll get the Amy's meals, you know, the frozen, whatever. Those are
0: delicious. I don't know how much better those are for you because they're Uh, processed and frozen, but out of all the options that they're out there, it seems like like the less, the the lesser of the evils. Yeah.
1: So, um, I got those just for, if I need a quick thing, um, but salad and I got, um, you know, Nuts and berries and all that stuff. So oh my. We'll we'll see how it goes. i it, I I feel better, but my but my but my body needs to get used to all the probiotics and all that shit. You know, yeah, I it almost, takes some time. Yeah, I almost shit my pants the other day.
0: <laughs> in a good way though. Yeah, it's like out with the old in with the new. It was
1: like flushing out all oh, the wow, toxins. Yeah,
0: it feels good. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Ugh.
1: But yeah, so I'm you know I'm doing good. I think if I if I find that champagne and it tastes like champagne and I like it, there's no reason for me to ever drink again. Yeah. Seriously, I would never. I mean, never say never. I I would never just like if I could find something that would be a good alternative, I wouldn't have the craving to go buy the real stuff. Mm. Um, I think the only thing that I would want. That is real. Is I really like you know a a old vine red Mm zin. So every once in a while, maybe I would do that. But if I can find a good substitute, I'm fine with that.
0: That sounds good. I mean, I've I've kind of written off the old duels because I've had my experience and Mm -hmm. it tasted fine for a second. But like I said, it just didn't feel good. It didn't didn't feel. It wasn't worth it because at least if you're getting the buzz. You you get something out of it, right? You know, yeah. And then you you deal you'll deal with the ramifications the next next day if you go that far. But that's what big, nasty, greasy breakfasts are for, oh, you yeah. know, from the yeah. greasy spoons. That's right. Oh, that's that's kind of my weakness right now. We go to a place every every weekend, uh, and <laughs> we we saunter up to the bar area, you know, where it's like open seating. <clears throat> yeah, we'll wait for that spot. We don't we don't care because. It's the best seat in the house. Yeah. If you go to a, any greasy spoon type of restaurant that does like the, the morning, big morning breakfasts mm-hmm. and you have a chance to sit behind where all the waitresses are, are prepping their foods and, and getting everything ready mm-hmm. and the chefs are on the other side of the wall and you can just see how everything's working – the best seat in the house because yeah. they're talking so much shit about the people that they're serving or about the cooks and the cooks are talking shit about the servers for giving them a hassle yeah. and it's all in fun. It's like, it's all just kind of the way things work. Um, But that's kind of my vice now is because yeah. <clears throat> I just love a good greasy breakfast with a ton of jalapenos and cheese and oh, yeah. chorizo and oh, all the stuff, so good. all the good stuff. And yeah. So support your local greasy spoon. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that was about.
1: <laughs> You were just uh, <laughs> saying that that's been your vice.
0: Oh, that yeah, that's kind of my vice is just really good, greasy food. And I, I don't do it every day, but, you know, when I do, I, I go big.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> good. Um So what else going on? You got the I, – I gave you a TV. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. So I set that up last night.
0: Okay, so just to back this up, it, it's an 82-inch TV that, that Rob actually handed down to me uh, two years ago, I want to say. I'm not, not quite sure. Why did he
1: hand it? it down to you well i'll tell you why
0: um because this might come up in the future for you um it had the measles and um what that meant was this is this is not like one of those sleek smart tvs this is one of those giant 120 pound tvs that uh that that is a rear projection so it's it's you know dlp Mm -hmm. and uh it, it the 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 measles came up one day when it was just like a little white speck in the screen. So it was almost like the pixels were just not working. So even when the the scene changed on the TV, that white speck would still be there. Mm-hmm. And eventually one turned to three, and then three turned to ten. And when Rob gave it to me, it only had about three or four, and it, it increasingly got the measles, like— more rapidly as time went on, oh. and what was going on was like this little computer chip that goes in there mm-hmm. costs about three hundred dollars to replace. Uh-huh. uh It was a quick fix once he got the part, and once you pay for it, um it's just this little little piece that that they had to replace. And it was you know I, I <laughs> just in case mm-hmm. I left a sticker for the guy that actually fixed this TV because apparently it's kind of hard to find. Um, where did you put the sticker it's It's on the t v oh, okay so if your t v ever goes out any any issues that you may have mm-hmm. the 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 guy to call is is there's a sticker on the t v okay, so just f y i also um the lamp might go out in the next two years mm-hmm. um that's only a hundred bucks, oh, okay, and that's on Amazon, oh sweet, and you can do it, so you don't know, right. have to pay a, a a huge amount of money but i had I had to put a bunch of money into this t v in order to get it back up and running so Rob was just getting rid of it because he didn't want to spend the five or six hundred dollars I put into it just to get it back up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically bought a new TV with this TV, yeah. and you know it, it's it's, 80 it's eighty-two inches. inches. It's perfect. Like, it, and if you have a big enough room to pull it off, absolutely use it. And it looks like you got a good sp- good spot for it.
1: Yeah, um, I moved my old. It's so crazy because. I have had, since I moved in to my new house, what, like two years ago, I, so I bought a new TV when we moved in and then, uh, shortly thereafter I fucking broke it. So, I've just been living with this broken too.'s oh, he right.
0: threw he <laughs> you threw, threw your phone, phone and it skipped and it cracked it, right? Yep. so have you been watching your crack screen this whole time?
1: Yeah, because it was like a reminder to control my anger, oh, okay, yeah, so what are you like gonna a do, punishment?
0: What are you gonna do now that it's not there anymore? Are you gonna you're gonna throw your TV <laughs> your throw your phone at this big eighty two No. Winter? okay, no. Good. Good.
1: but uh, yeah, it was amazing. I set that up. The Padawan thought it was the best thing ever. He's like, this TV is amazing. He's like, no, it's better than amazing. It's stupendous. <laughs> he's, he is so excited. And he doesn't know that he's getting a Nintendo Switch for his birthday.
0: Oh, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he won't no. know still. Good. Yeah. That's so awesome. Get, good gift. That. Did you get him any games for the Switch?
1: I got him the Mario Odyssey game.
0: That's a good one. No.
1: And then his Gigi, his grandma, is getting him Minecraft. Okay, yeah. That's... And then my mom helped me pay for the Switch, so nice. We're all we're all giving into this video game. That's for cool.
0: Yeah, those things aren't cheap. Yeah, but it's cool. He's gonna love it. And I've I had the Switch. I have the Switch, and I had played it on the giant mm-hmm. TV. It's it's fucking cool.
1: Oh, I was gonna ask you, did you have the Fire Stick? Yes. Does it plug into the side or to the back?
0: The, I believe, there's two different. HDMI spots okay I, I honestly don't remember I don't think it matters oh. if you put it on the one on the side or the one on the back like the I think the one on the side is like the primary HDMI port or mm-hmm. HDMI one mm-hmm. and then there's the multiple HDMI ports on the back so I think it really doesn't matter yeah um, but man the reason why I gave it to you is because I, I didn't want it anymore why it's too big it's <laughs> it, not not only is it just too big in general the new place that I was moving to didn't have a spot for it, and uh, I I didn't want to block a I didn't want to block any um, uh, fireplace because we never we haven't had a, a real fireplace yet, and then we we finally have a real fireplace in this mm-hmm. new house, which I love, um, and I, I just thought when I had this TV, it just took up the room. It, it was the main focal point of the room. You walk into the living room and it's like, okay, TV. Okay, sit down and all we got, all we have to look at is this giant TV. I want to, I want to <laughs> be able to. I know it's awesome, and you know maybe the novelty will wear off for it with you. With me, yeah. after a while, but like because at, at first I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play all my video games. I want to watch all the movies that I've wanted to yeah. watch on this big screen in my house, and it was great. It was amazing. Yeah, and I think. <clears throat> Now that you have it you can live that experience and maybe you'll love it forever however long it or lasts. Yeah, maybe I want. I don't know. Yeah, but I I I don't I don't want the TV to be the focal point of the, the room of anymore. The room. And I think yeah. you have a bigger living room with like a lot more ceiling space that will make it not towering over everything in the room.
1: Yeah, I could see how because I I lucky enough I have that vaulted ceiling. Mm-hmm. So it I could see how if the ceiling was regular height it it would almost (laughs) touch the fucking ceiling yeah
0: so we we fortunately had a a vaulted ceiling too but if you just had a normal ceiling just like a normal house flat Mm -hmm. ceiling it it will touch the top yeah Yeah. especially on the stand because you got to have it on a special stand or else the whole tv is sitting on the ground and the special stand needs to be able to withhold the weight uh of the 120 pounds or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so Cool. I'm glad you like it. I'm I glad I the kid likes it.
1: Fucking love it. Yeah. I'm so I'm so thankful that you gave that to me. Cause yeah. I was just like. I don't have a broken TV. It was so awesome to be able to look through the guide and not have the white bar down the side.
0: Guess what it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then when you're like searching, you had to be like, okay, that I can see the P let me bounce over to, and mm-hmm. that will be, you know, just, <laughs> I don't have to do any of that anymore. I do have an Apple TV, but I can't find the fucking remote because, you know, they mm, have those little got tiny a remote. special
0: remote for that.
1: Yeah. I'm like, check
0: I eBay. That's maybe, what, maybe they're, uh, see, I don't know though. Maybe they, I don't know if they're like universal.
1: I don't know either. Mm. Somebody write us. Tell yeah. us.
0: <laughs> Somebody that works at Apple. Maybe, maybe they have like that. Find my, find my phone app. <laughs> uh, maybe they have like find remote. my remote. And if they don't well, have that, they should. Yeah. Especially the Apple products. Come yeah,
1: on. I couldn't sleep last night when I was like rummaging through everything, but I still didn't find it. Damn so it. we'll see.
0: that sucks so you mentioned that your, your kid's uh, birthday is coming up. Yep, on what, Wednesday. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the day after this airs. So that'll be cool. Um yeah. Are you doing anything fun for him?
1: Um, Well, he wants to go get a goddamn Build-A-Bear.
0: Oh, okay. So, Wait, how, how old is he turning?
1: He's turning seven.
0: Wow, okay. Getting old. Yeah.
1: You remember when we filmed him when he was a little tiny baby. He
0: was still in diapers. The yeah. reason why we were filming him was it was like a challenge that we were doing to see who could change his diaper the fastest
1: or change or his, change his clothes. clothes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause changing diapers would have been a little, a little creepy.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah change his clothes. But yeah, I can't believe. I mean, I don't know. It's just. That crazy. was six years ago. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yet. Um, so he's turning seven, and it's his golden birthday because he's turning seven on the seventh. So I am having a birthday party for him on Saturday because he wants to have a birthday party and a school day. Nobody will come. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: well, so, a parent, at this age, parents are working, and yeah. they have to make all these special plans. Yeah,
1: and, absolutely. Yeah. So he wants to do a builder bear I think I'm going to do that, and then... I was gonna take him to Benihana,
0: but oh, that's the best place to go for birthday.
1: Yeah, I know. But then I'm like, okay, because I wanted to do something for him because it's his golden birthday, right? But then I'm like, well, I am doing something for him. I'm throwing him this big, amazing party with a jumpy house and all this stuff. So a giant I, TV
0: and a switch.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, do I really need to go spend, you know, a hundred something dollars on dinner? It, or is that just like overkill would it,
0: would it be just you and the padawan or would it be like the the whole fam dam? yeah
1: it would be the whole fam dam-ly, uh um for his birthday so then i was thinking I, you know i can do the benihana next year when i'm not gonna have a big birthday party that would be the special thing mm-hmm. and then i can just, we just go to like old spaghetti factory or something there you, go. you know just something
0: go to chevy's I get a you'll get a
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I wanted to say yarmulke,
0: but sombrero.
1: Maybe I will take him there. Maybe
0: I will take him there. you go. Yeah. That'll be fun. Plus, the kid's menu is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you could just be like, here's some chips and salsa, and then you get a free dessert with your hat. (laughs) Yeah. There you go, kid.
1: He probably actually would really love that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a good idea. Good job, Brandon.
0: Yeah. I don't like kids, but I know how to throw a party.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's the whole... Whole other thing with the the party, just trying to fuck. I need to do get my house clean, and that's why Christina was helping me Uh-oh. this like this last weekend because I was just like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm trying to like not beat myself up about it because my one aunt was like, "You just you're gonna clean it up now, and in six days it's gonna be dirty." And I'm like, well.
0: "Yeah, but if you get into a state of cleanliness now." Yeah, it's easier to maintain it through the week because, especially if you know I'm having people over on Saturday, I maybe I maybe won't throw my chonies all over the place <laughs> yeah. and you know make a mess here and there. Well,
1: putting the TV in the living room made me like, oh, I want to get the. I have this nice TV in here. I want to yeah. get the living room all nice, you know.
0: Yeah, kind of give you that lit that fire that you needed. in the
1: pants. Yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah. How many how many people are you inviting to the party? How do you decide that? Like, you used to go, okay, Padawan, how many kids, how many kids from school do you want to invite?
1: I don't give him any. I, you know, I'm a control freak. So I'm like, okay, these are the kids from his class that I like and I know their parents and I like them. You invite.
0: His friends for him based on whether or not you like them Uh or not.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. And whether, I mean, I don't want strangers in my house. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. That's why people have their parties at parks and things like that.
1: Yeah. And uh, we have done parties at the park before. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just controlling like that, I guess. So I invited, you know, two of his school friends and then my friends that have kids and. All, and so all that.
0: What if he says, I want little Timmy to be there, but you don't like he little had, Timmy? He
1: did. He's like, I want so and so to be there. And I'm like, I don't know him and I don't know his parents. Sorry.
0: Wow. Yeah. Damn. Did he ever, did he come back to you and say, well, maybe we could set up a meeting. Maybe we could. <laughs> he didn't say anything like that. He just said, okay, mama. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> my friends are your friends or your friends are
1: my friends. However that works. Yeah. I I don't know. Is that bad? I don't know if that's bad. Or not.
0: I don't know. I, I remember when I was a kid inviting, I was kind of a loner even when I was a kid. So I, I didn't have too many friends, but I remember just saying, hey, I want to invite these people. And my mom didn't really give me any hassle about that. But that's just, that that was, maybe she knew the kids and I didn't know, maybe she was doing the same thing you were. Mm -hmm. I was just a kid and just oblivious to it.
1: Yeah, I didn't really have like birthday parties when I was little. I had a sweet 16 birthday party. um, And that was just a bunch of my music friends coming over and jamming pretty Mm -hmm. much. Um, But the other thing, I mean, that I have to be, Careful of is you know because of the show, and I try to pr- protect his, um, you know, or keep him anonymous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to protect his identity, I don't want just parents coming over that I don't know or kids that I uh, don't know
0: because of all because of your job as well,
1: yeah, I yeah,
0: because so, they don't you don't want them to go on social media and say, Hey, I went to producer Amanda's house. And guess what? Here's her kid and his name and his picture.
1: Yeah, and here's, you know, her house and all that shit. You know, I just don't want... I I mean, maybe it's a little paranoid, but (laughs) it's just an extra precaution. You know, I know people know my last name. I know there's people that have delivered shit to my house or come and help me, you know, with landscaping and stuff. Like, I know they know me, Mm -hmm. um, but luckily and i think you've had the same you know experience with the people that find out where we are or or our names or whatever they're usually pretty respectful
0: totally i, I went to uh, my neighborhood ace hardware i i love people that that recognize us Mm -hmm. and will be like hey love the show love what you do Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna make a big deal out of this but i just want you to know that you know if you ever need anything let me know like the people that just want to help you but i i like to believe that they would do that for anybody that walks in oh yeah but i think it's because it's just like this neighborhood place that i've I've always had better experiences at at these neighborhood places oh yeah rather than the big box places Mm -hmm. um but i love when listeners are like that and especially If I have a house call, like a pest person or appliance repair, mm-hmm. they normally figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. And they've, they've always been super cool. And mm-hmm. I think that's the majority of listeners. I think there's going to be a jerk here and there. Oh, yeah. It's just hopefully it's not one of the parents of the kids that you go to school with. So yeah. <laughs> I, I totally understand you being a little bit, you know, controlling over that.
1: Yeah, a mole, and then I'm just a controlling bitch, anyway. And this
0: age, too, because your kid, you know, might want to invite a terrorist over, and you got to be like, uh, no, no terrorists allowed. Yeah. yeah I don't know why do he's it. hanging out with terrorists, yeah, that's but. That's what i was going to say. Oh, that's weird. Damn. Um, Cool, cool. Hope, hopefully that, that whole birthday thing, we'll have to talk about that next week and see. Oh, yeah, yeah. See I'll how let that you know it goes. Let me know how many creeps come over to <laughs> exploit your house and your children. <laughs> All right. I've uh, got one email here, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. Um, do, 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 do. This is from Emily. Ugh. Didn't we ban that name? Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. She seems nice enough, so we'll read her letter. Okay. Uh, she says, thank you both so much for starting the podcast, Brandon and Amanda. Aww. You both have helped me take the long, overdue steps I need to get back to my uh, true self. Sharing your journeys of healing have been such a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, we have been sharing a lot, haven't we? We
1: have. Damn. But that's all
0: right. That's okay. There's still more to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes on to say, I hope this email doesn't get too long, but I want to tell about myself and my journey with my spiritual life. I'm 31. I grew up in a Pentecostal cult in Oakland. Mm. <laughs> she's already, she's calling it a cult. I don't think it's a cult. I think it's a religion, uh, but it's borderline cult. borderline.
1: Yeah, it's kind of feeling a little it culty. I came like from that.
0: Yeah, my family had too. some had some Pentecostals. It's It's creepy. Yeah. The church was built by my grandfather and was in the neighborhood where he raised my dad and siblings. They grew grew up, got married, had kids, and raised all of us in the neighborhood and church. In Oakland? Yeah. That's awesome. There was about 60 people in the congregation, and most of them were related to me. It's like a little house on the prairie in the hood. Weird as fuck. (laughs) My whole childhood, I couldn't understand why this church never clicked with me. I would ask my parents questions like, how do you know this is right, the right way about getting into heaven? How can you be sure there is heaven and hell? Why would God make you suffer if you're a believer? The responses were, don't think like that. That's from the devil and God will show you the way. Mm -hmm. It's always seemed weird and I never felt like it was right. I tried my best till I was about 16 and then I had to make a choice. Stay, stay, follow like a blind blind sheep or go out into the world and figure out my own path. I'm going to pause right there. 16, that's about the same age that I kind of came into my own and realized that organized religion wasn't for me because I was kind of, I, I was kind of like doing the church thing as a social thing. Cause I had a lot of friends that were doing it. Mm-hmm. There was a girl that I w- was liking a lot. So I was kind of trying to impress her, but I was also curious. Like I wanted to explore this spirituality thing at that age. And I was also a musician. So they hired me to like be the bass player, or the drummer or something, oh. whenever they needed. Mm-hmm. So it was fun for me. Yeah. Um, until I w- Witnessed one of the sermons put on by the pastor that said it. This was like a, this was like um, what are those called? The, it's kind of like the the generic Christian ones, not non-denominational. No, no, no. It's not. It was Christian. Um, I'm trying to think of what it was, but it was just just bare bones, straightforward, nothing fancy, nothing too too uh, strict. Just kind of the fun church. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, um, the sermon was on how much money you should give to the church based on how much you make. And they actually like put up these financial charts and said, okay, well, if you make this X amount of money, you should be giving this percentage of your, of your income to the church. And I thought to myself, are they really doing this? Are they really telling me that if I'm making, you know, $10,000 a month, which is a great fucking salary, um, you need to be giving a thousand dollars of your paycheck or of your of your salary. I, I no. thought that was just ridiculous. Fuck you. Dude. So that was the last time that I went to church because I went home. And I wasn't going with my parents. I was going by myself mm-hmm. because I had this you know this click there, and I I questioned. I said, Mom, what what is this whole you know giving a percentage of your income every year to the church thing? And she said, Well, you know, they do believe that if you give back to the church, that this is just you know your ray of of, of proving to God that you're, that you're committed to your religion. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all I heard was wah, 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 because I don't want, I didn't want my experience with the church to be that way. Yeah, no. And so, you know, organized religion just wasn't for me. And that's about the same age that uh, Emily, the letter writer, figured it out for herself too. And I, I think organized religion is good for, for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that go to church and there's a lot of God fearing people that, and I get it. and I, I totally understand it. But it's just not for me because I don't feel like my weight, my worth is based on how much money I give to a church when I feel like spirituality is such an individual thing.
1: Yeah. And I, so I was kind of I was a little bit later than than Emily was. Um, I was raised Pentecostal, too. I mean, very just, like, God knows your thoughts, so don't cuss type of shit. Um, And then, you know, when I got older, I did the youth groups and all that stuff and continued to go to church. Even though my parents weren't going to church, I still continued to go. Um, But around 18, I started doing the same thing that you did. Like, what? This doesn't make sense. Like, why this? And blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And, um, I was told, well, that's the only way that you can get into heaven is if you believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and savior. Um, and, and I was always like, well, what about, you know, somebody that doesn't know, um, they grew up in some other place and, you know, they don't don't have access to a church and they don't know. And then, uh, you know, I was told, well, they will be given the choice that they're time of reckoning or whatever and anyways it just started to like dissolve for me.
0: Yeah I I think I think everybody comes to their own conclusions unless they're embedded with it based on their family how they're brought up um, or it's just simply the way that they believe things are And that you can't knock people for what they believe Mm -hmm. but they can't knock us either for not believing in their God.
1: Yeah well and now, now as I've gotten older I don't feel so like anti-religion. I definitely am spiritual, but I kind of feeling more like there's some sort of creator, you know? Hmm. I just don't, I don't believe the Christian origin story, you know? I think there's, it's just something, I think there is definitely a creator and definitely a spiritual and energy that exists, but I just don't believe in that particular origin story.
0: I think uh, Emily is uh, relating to us very much here because she goes on to say, So fast forward through the uh, many years of fear, guilt, and anger, so much anger with that church, my family, and myself, I met a lady in 2013 who has changed my life forever. She helped me see the truth about my true self. She helped me overcome so many things that were keeping me held back from my gifts and spirituality. Sadly, she retired from life coaching a few months ago, and I was feeling lost until... The podcast. Brandon, when you first talked about Positive Practice Healing Center and Sierra, that's the energy healer I see, who will soon no longer be practicing at Positive Practice Healing Center, which doesn't, that doesn't mean that that's not a bad place to go. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that Sierra herself will be opening up her own practice. Um, so if you are interested in seeing this particular person, the, the person that I see, um, Write me, and I will let you know where she goes next. Because I'm not quite sure where she's going next. She hasn't really announced it yet. Well,
1: that's exciting for um, her.
0: Yeah, uh, big things. She's she's getting into more of uh, the, the 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 field, more of the energy healing realm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be good things for her. Um, but Emily goes on to say, I felt a need to take a look at their website at Positive Practice Healing Center. And so in the beginning of February, I went on and saw that Sierra does alignment work, which is basically the energy work that I talk about so much mm-hmm. or Reiki. Um, I booked my appointment and went to see her on the 26th. Oh, and geez, she's so amazing. <laughs> she told me things I already knew, but also so much more. She cleared the fog I've been in for so long. She pointed out how I need to focus on my gifts and that I need to start working with energy. I am a massage therapist, Mm. and I've been looking to uh, move away from that, and I wasn't sure what to do. She definitely is so gifted, and I am so blessed to have met her. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It has helped me so much. Amanda, thank you for being you. You also have been a big blessing in my life as well. From your your childhood to now, with your self-love struggles, I feel as though we could sit and talk for hours and have so much in common. You are a beautiful woman from inside and out. So to sum up this long email, yes, it is very long. Yeah, no shit. You both have helped me in so many ways by doing the podcast. I look forward to them every Tuesday, and I love you both so, so much. And she says, with love, Emily. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you, Emily. I'm glad that I've actually uh, got some uh, news from Sierra herself that she has been inundated (gasps) with with people inquiring about getting energy work done with her in particular. Um, and she, you know, gave me like a little shout out on Facebook, which was mm-hmm. nice, but it, all credit to her because she's the one that does all this amazing work. And, yes. and I'm just glad that I have this platform to, to help share it. And uh, we've been just getting a lot of reaction like this to, to this type of stuff. So, you know, there's, there's some truth to to this alternative healing. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some positives that come out of it. But like I've said, You've got to be ready for it, and you got to be open to it. Yes. So it's just it's it's part of your personal journey, and it's not to say this is my religion. It's not anything that replaces um, religion for you. This is just another form of of natural healing that doesn't include a bunch of medications and and artificial stuff. So, I'm glad that that helped you, Emily.
1: Yeah, I, it's so amazing that she is able to get that help, especially like right in the time where. Her person retired.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, all these things line up for a reason. There, uh-huh. if, if once you're ready for it and you're you invited into your universe, then it's only a matter of time. Yep. Well, that's enough for us today. If you want to uh, email us, you can do so at rad at radradio And Namaste, fuckers. Bye. The rad.